It being Thanksgiving weekend, I had the privilege of being able to have time to be able to just reflect and give glory and thanksgiving to God for all that he has given us. We had the opportunity to be able to spend time with family. I had the privilege of going home. Dallas area, seeing my mom and two sisters, and it's always a good time when we're all uh, together. Uh, and uh, many of you had the opportunity to spend time with family as well, uh, which is great. And uh, I, I love it. I love it. All, all the things about Thanksgiving, all the food, right? Maybe you're like me. You got a chance to watch the Cowboys do work and get a win on Thursday night, amen, uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, you got a chance to play games with family, all these things. But I was reminded of this, and maybe you're like me. If we're not careful, right, uh, the extent of our thanksgiving, the extent of our gratitude ends up being limited to just Thanksgiving weekend. You know, maybe you're in here, and man, you, you cleaned up all the dishes, you've got the house back in order, and got today, and then tomorrow, Monday's coming, and you're back to work. And all of a sudden, because of the routine of life or because of stuff going on in your life and mine, we just simply forget to be thankful. This posture that we had on this weekend of Thanksgiving, it just simply goes by the wayside. What, what if I were to tell you that, uh, man, the word calls for us to be a, a people in Christ that exhibit and express an attitude of gratitude in every season of life. What if I were to tell you that? Uh, because it does. The word does. And we're going to see a passage here from the Apostle Paul that he writes to uh, the Christians in Philippi about what it looks like to express this attitude of gratitude and that I hope encourages us in here. My hope and prayer is that as his people, God's people, that our posture of, man, being grateful for all that God has given us, being grateful for who he is and what he's done in our life, it wouldn't just be relegated to a Thanksgiving weekend, but it would be something that we'd walk in every single season of life, no matter where we're at. That's what we see Paul talk about here. Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4, this chapter really, Paul is wrapping up this letter to the uh, Christians there in Philippi, and uh, within this chapter, he gives some uh, exhortation, which is, uh, man, some commands, but also looks to give some encouragement on how they ought to live their life, man, moving forward in Christ. Uh, and that same word that he gives to the churches in Philippi, man, he's given to us here. And so uh, Philippians chapter four, starting in verse four, if you're there, let me know that you're there by saying there. Amen. And if you don't have uh, the uh, word in front of you, you can look on the screen. The verses will be there. But this is what Paul says to uh, the church at Philippi. Look what he says. He says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness or graciousness, or maybe some translations say, choose to be considerate to others. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And when we do that, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. 
Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Entitled the sermon simply this, an attitude of gratitude. This passage may be familiar to most in here, but hey, especially during Thanksgiving season, we need to be reminded, man, of this call to walk in an attitude of gratitude in every season of life. So why don't we uh, pray together? Lord God, we love you. Again, we come to you just grateful, grateful this Thanksgiving season, Lord, for who you are and what you've done in our heart and life, Lord. I pray that all of us in here, Lord, including myself, Lord, would learn man, the value of walking in a posture of gratitude man, every single day of our life, Lord. God, even man, if we find ourselves in the depths, God, of the valley, God, because we have you, Lord, we can be grateful. And so, Lord, teach us, God, to have an attitude of gratitude in every season of life. We love you. We thank you. And we ask these things all in your gracious and heavenly name. And all God's people said, amen. I love what Diedrich Bonhoeffer, the famous German theologian, said pertaining to gratitude. He says this, it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. It's only with gratitude that, the, that our life becomes rich. Man, that's so true, right? Walking in this posture of gratitude, man, allows for us, man, to, to be able to see, number one, the blessings that, man, all blessings that God has given us in life. It, it gives us a right perspective, man, on, on how to live life and ultimately, right, directs the praise to the one who's, only one who's worthy of that being the Lord. And so the truth is, this morning, wherever you find yourself in, hey, if you were in Christ, Man, you have a reason to have an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude. And my hope and prayer is that you choose to walk in. I want to highlight three realities real quick. Three realities, man, about having an attitude of gratitude that we see here in Philippians chapter 4. And then after we're done, we'll partake in the Lord's Supper together. Talking about, man, reflection, being grateful, right? No, no better thing to do, right, to remember all that Jesus has done. Uh, for us by observing the Lord's Supper. And so we'll do that after uh, we're done. But three realities about having an attitude of gratitude this morning that we all need to know and understand. First reality is this. Hey, an attitude of gratitude is a calling from the Lord. Hey, friends, an attitude of gratitude, walking in this attitude of gratitude is a calling from the Lord. Verses 4 and 5 speak of that. When Paul is, man, giving this word to the churches in Philippi, right, the, those two verses in the original language, they're in what is called the present active imperative tense. That imperative is important. That means this. Hey, it's not just some suggestion that Paul's given to them. It's not just some thought that he's given to them. It is a command. It's a command. It's a charge. He's charging, man, the Philippian Christians there, man, to rejoice in the Lord at all times. He's charging them, man, to be considerate of others. It's a command. It's a command. This attitude of gratitude, man, is a command. And by the way, present active tense, it speaks to continuous. It's, like we talked about, it's not just a once a year, once a weekend thing. Man, it's daily, man, choosing to possess this attitude of gratitude. It is a calling from the Lord. Calling from the Lord. And what does this calling encompass? What does this calling encompass? Number one, it encompasses this. Hey, choosing to rejoice in the Lord. Like what Paul says 
here. An attitude of gratitude starts with first choosing to rejoice in the Lord always. Always, man. That word rejoice, it simply means to be glad. Be glad in the Lord, man. Bless God, we ought to be glad in Him, man. Rejoice in Him. I had an opportunity to do that just the other day. Actually, obviously we got a chance to do it on Sunday, but had an opportunity to do that just the other day. Like I said, I went home, uh, spent time with the family, which was great, and uh, ended up flying, you know, back here to Nashville. Uh, I get to the airport, and the flight ends up being delayed for a little bit, and you know, obviously the natural tendency is, man, hey, you know, to, to get a little pessimistic, to get a little bitter, because I'm not going to be flying in until super late. You know, they said the arrival for the flight coming back here was going to be after midnight. Brother Rich, I'm thinking, man, I'm getting old, man. I can't be out too late. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a late trip. So I said, man, I got all this time to spend. And so uh, my watch all week while I was at home, man, you know, was was talking to me, you know. And, and if you have one of these Apple watches, you know what it, you know what it is. Uh, it, it does, right? It, it, talking to me in the sense of, man, it's giving me direction. Hey, it's time to stand. You've been sitting a long time. It's time to stand up. You know, or hey, you know, this little activities deal I got here. Hey, you haven't done much activity all week, which was very true. All I did was just sit and eat, watch, watch football, watch soccer. Only time I really did get up was to move from one couch to the other because it was more comfortable. So I decided, you know what, let me, let me walk around the airport, man, get my steps in. I needed that. I needed those steps, man, get the steps in. Came back. Man, I'm talking with the guy at the ticket counter about getting my ticket. And then a couple of minutes later, he comes to me and he says, hey, man, what's your name? I said, oh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Irvin Wasserman. And he hands me a ticket. And I look at it. And for the first time in my life, I got upgraded to first class on the plane. Never flown first class in my life. And by the way, it was free of charge. And so, man, hey, you talk about praising God, man. I was sitting there that whole time, Brother Cliff, man, sitting on the plane. Man, first one on there, by the way, sitting on the plane. And I'm saying, man, hey, hey, this must be how the other half lives, man. This must be how the other half lives. It was nice, man, all the extra leg room. They gave me snacks and drinks before they even took off. I'm like, what? Hey, this is wild. I see why folks would do that. Now, I ain't going to pay to upgrade. If they give me it for free again, hey, I'll do it. But, but I remember in that moment, hey, just, hey, re- rejoicing in the Lord. Hey, s- simple blessings. You may say, hey, that's a little silly. But, but listen, in reality, man, those of us who are in Christ, man, we have plenty of reason to be glad in the Lord. This stuff that you may see, you may see as mundane in your life, right? The mundane, you know, uh, stuff that you got to do, man, with your kids, with your family. Hey, man, those are blessings from the Lord. So rejoice in Him for them. Hey, the, the start of us, man, constantly possessing, possessing an attitude of gratitude is us choosing to rejoice in him, to be glad in him. As was mentioned in the video, right, this call to rejoice in him isn't something that we simply do in the good time. It's not. It's not. It's rather something that we do, man, even in the bad times, because the God who is with us is the God of the good times, man, and the bad. He's with us in the good times and the bad. You may say, Pastor Earth, how are you able to do that, man? Maybe you find yourself in a depth right now, man, in a valley of life. Hey, how, how we're able to rejoice in the Lord, man, even in the valley, even when stuff may stink in your life is this. Man, you're able to remember the one that King David said. Remember he wrote that Psalm, Psalm 23? One that says, hey, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, hey, you are with me, your rod and your staff, man. Hey, they comfort me. You remember the God that is with you even in. That's how you're able to rejoice in him. 
So choose to do it, man. Rejoice in Him. There's going to be times when you don't feel it. There's going to be times, man, where it's so easy to choose pessimism. Man, overpraising, but man, choose to rejoice in Him. Because in those times that we choose to rejoice in Him, when stuff does stink, hey, what we're doing is, hey, we're choosing to quote-unquote faith it. We're choosing to say God is greater. He's greater. And so man, choose to rejoice in Him. Those of you who may not like the saying, hey, it's all good, man. Hey, you can rejoice in Him in your heart. You better get used to liking the saying, though, because in heaven we're going to do a lot of it, by the way. I'll throw that in free of charge. But Hey, choose to rejoice in them. Psalm 34, verse 1 through 3, it says this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify, lift up, exalt the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Man, may we choose to rejoice in the Lord always. Call the Lord, man. He says rejoice in the Lord. But second, hey, second part of this call of the Lord, right, that pertains to an attitude of gratitude is this, man. It's us making the decision to choose to be reasonable with people. Paul says it in verse 5, man. In the same breath, let your reasonableness or your graciousness be known to everyone. Let it be known to everyone. You may say, Pastor Irv, what does this have to do, man, with having an attitude of gratitude? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked. Hey, listen. A lot of times, hey, the way that we treat people, right, it displays, man, in our heart, man, how, number one, we view them, but number two, man, where we're at, personally. I'll say it like this. So, some of us in here, man, hey, the reason why we've been treating family or, or friends or folks negatively is because, man, maybe, personally, we're not grateful. Not grateful. We're, we're showing and dis- displaying the fact that, man, we, we're, we aren't grateful for what God may have. Us. Mathis. The way we treat people a lot of times indicates how we truly view them. Some of us, right, and myself included, a lot of times, man, we show our discontented and ungrateful state, man, by how we view others at the end of the day. What Paul is saying here is this. Hey, man, hey, choose to be gracious and considerate to all people. All people. And that shows, man, really us having this attitude of gratitude. And we care enough, man, to show them grace and to love them. Encourage them. I mean, we, we ought to choose to treat people, man, with grace. Can I encourage you today? Hey, listen, your, your family, even though, man, things may be busy right now, your family's not a burden. It's a blessing. So choose to treat them, man, with graciousness. Your co-worker, at the end of that one, hey, I know that gets on your nerves from time to time. Bless God. Hey, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I've been there. Brother Roy, hey, hey. Thankfully, you know, I, I, Pastor Greg's awesome. I love, you know, working with him. But I remember working, man, back in the secular world. Those, those co-workers that, man, get on your nerves. Hey, they're not a burden, man. At the end of the day, they're a blessing. They're a blessing. Hey, that neighbor, man, that lives around you, man, they're not a burden. They're a blessing. Hey, that church member, it's not a burden, man. They're a blessing. So because of that, man, may we choose, man, to be considerate. Praise all people. Those of us who may be struggling with that, man, there might be a deeper issue. Man. You might be struggling and to be grateful of the place that you find yourself in. And so, and choose to take care of that, man, and choose to be reasonable with all people. And this is a call of the Lord. And by the way, 
I'll go ahead and throw this in free of charge, Brother Clear. Thought I had it in the notes, but I didn't. But, man, it's what the Lord bring to my mind right now. You know, it talks about, man, the Lord is at hand. Hey, he's coming soon. Man, judgment's coming soon. As King Jimmy Version said, judgment is nigh. It's nigh. It's close. And listen, at the end of the day, man, God isn't going to judge us, those of us who are in Christ. He's not going to judge us, man, for simply how much we know. Man, he's going to judge us on how we chose to treat those that were around us, treat people. Man, you may know a ton, and that's awesome. Man, study, learn, grow. But hey, the way that you view people, that's what you're going to judge. Man, two greatest commandments, love the Lord your God with all that you have and choose to love your neighbor as yourself. And what that looks like is, man, choosing to be gracious and considerate to all folks. Man, when we do that, man, it shows that we have an attitude of gratitude, man. It does. It does, man. Attitude of gratitude is a call from the Lord. Secondly, real quick, let's keep moving here. Secondly, an attitude of gratitude, hey, is cultivated by prayer and praise. Attitude of gratitude is cultivated by prayer and praise. Man, verse 6 and 7, it speaks to that. Here, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And when that happens, man, the peace of God will come. It's interesting. That word anxiousness in the original language, it speaks to uh, constriction. Constriction. How many of you know, right, that anxiousness, man, depression, man, that stuff, man, it, it's binding. It, it constricts you to the point where you're not really able to do anything in this life. How many of you know that to be true? What Paul says, hey, the antidote for that, man, is choosing to go to the Lord in prayer and in praise. Right, and in doing so, man, hey, we will possess an attitude of gratitude. An attitude of gratitude is cultivated by prayer and praise. I love what Corey Tinboom says uh, pertaining to worry. And some of you may be in this spot. Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrow, but rather it empties today of its strength. Worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrow. It empties today of its strength. Hey, some of you are struggling to be grateful in these days, man, because... You're letting worry and anxiety, man, cripple your life, strangle you, constrict you. Man, Paul says, man, the antidote to that is taking it to the Lord in prayer and praise. He talks about the different elements of prayer in our prayer life here that is practical for us to hold on to and highlight as followers of him. You may know it before, but he gives three practical elements. The first element that he gives here is that of adoration. Praise. That's the praise portion there. He uses that generic word prayer, which speaks to, right, to adoration, uh, praise, thanksgiving. Right? And he speaks to the importance of that. Our prayer life ought to start out with us, man, giving praise to the Lord. Man, for who he is and what he's done in our life. Here's what I've come to find out. It's really hard, man, to praise and to pout about a situation at the same time. Hello. Hey. Can I be honest with you? It's really difficult, man, to worship the Lord and worry at the same time. It is. It is. And so that's why Paul gives this antidote. Hey, he gives this antidote. Choose to start out your prayer time, man, by giving adoration to the Lord, man. May we be people like that old Christmas song goes, that man come and adore him. When's the last time you've done that, man? Come and just simply, man, adore the Lord, man. Praise him. The Lord's really teaching me that in this season, man, of choosing to praise him. Man, listen, I I went to 
seminary. I've done all the study, man. I can tell you, you know, we could have a theological class about all the different elements of the stuff that's here. But man, at the end of the day, man, what he wants us to do, man, is to come and simply adore him. Learn how to do that. And listen, when we are able to do that, friends, hey, man, that's when, man, this attitude of gratitude is cultivated in our heart and life. So choose to be folks that come and adore When we choose to praise and give adoration and prayer to the Lord, hey, we are choosing to turn our eyes on him. And like that old hymn goes, hey, man, when we turn our eyes on Jesus, man, and look full in his wonderful face, what happens? The things of this earth grow strangely dim in light of his glory and grace. Man, choose to adore him. Secondly, he speaks to, uh, the second element of prayer that he speaks to is that of supplication. He says it here. Everything by prayer and supplication. Man, supplication literally just means an earnest sharing of our needs and our problems with the Lord. Which for us, can I just remind you here? You know it, but I'll go ahead and remind you anyways. We don't have to be half-hearted whenever we give our request to God. We don't have to give half-hearted prayers and requests to Him. He already knows what's going on in our life. So we can go ahead and just keep it 100 with Him. Keep it 100 with Him. That's... Whatever we choose to do, that, that, that's when, man, that attitude of gratitude is cultivated. Some of us in here, man, aren't able to be grateful because of all the stuff that we're holding on to, man, trying to muscle out on our own. Man, the call for us is to choose to give it to him. No matter the size of the need or the struggle, hey, we can cast our cares on him, for he cares. Hey, Pastor, how do you know that he cares? First Peter 5, 7 says, cast your anxieties on the Lord, for he cares for you. If you like the Old Testament, better 55, Psalm 55, 22 says, cast your burdens on the Lord, for he will sustain you. So, man, choose, man, to cast your cares, your needs upon him. Some of you, man, are struggling to be grateful because you're trying to carry, man, this burden, whatever it is in your life. Man, give it to him. Give it to him. Then thirdly, right, the third portion of this prayer, which is a good reminder for our prayer life, man, as we... See, it here is thanksgiving. It says, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Man. Again, man, thanksgiving. Being grateful, being thankful, man. Hey, we can pray with thanksgiving, friends, because, can I, can I just remind you today? This, this stuff you, you already know, but I'll go ahead and remind you again today. We can pray with thanksgiving because, man, hey, the God that we're praying to isn't just some statue, man, that's cooped up in our closet. Hello. Hey, we can pray with thanksgiving because, man, the, the guy that we pray to, man, isn't laying dead in the grave someplace. Hey, we, we can pray with thanksgiving because, man, the God who is over all, man, listens. He hears our prayer request. He listens and is willing to respond and is able to respond. And so, Fred, choose, man, to pray with thanksgiving. God hears our deepest cries and is able to respond. And so we can pray in thanksgiving, knowing that the one whom we are praying for, praying to, is over worry and anxiousness in our life. Let me put it to you this way. Hey, even though you might find yourself drowning in context here, worry, anxiety in your life, maybe you find yourself drowning in something Yeah, that's, that's you know, uh, deeper than that, bigger than that. I don't know where you are today. But if you find yourself in that mess, hey, even though what's happening is over... Our head, can I remind you? It's under his feet. Amen. Even though it's over our head, hey, it's under his feet. So that's why we pray with thanksgiving. 
And with a joyful heart, man, because, man, he's good. He's in control. Psalm 136.1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Listen, an attitude of gratitude is cultivated in prayer and praise. Hey, when's the last time you've prayed? Truly prayed. And sought the Lord. Hey, when's the last time you've truly worshipped? It's, I know it's easy to sing some songs, but man, when's, when's the last time you worship? Attitude of gratitude is cultivated in prayer and prayers. And then thirdly and lastly, and I'm done. Man, an attitude of gratitude is expressed in commitment to the good stuff. An attitude of gratitude is, is expressed in commitment to the good stuff. That's what he says in verses 8 and 9 here. Hey, these whatever statements, whatever It's true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any, any excellent, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about them, man. Reflect on the good stuff. Man, set, hey, here it is. Set your mind on eternity. Can can I just be honest with you? Some of us in here are struggling, man, with walking in an attitude of gratitude, man, because we're just filling ourselves up with junk. We're just, hey, we're just meditating and reflecting on, man, things that aren't good. Whatever that may be in our life. It's, hey, we need to look at news outlets. We need to figure out what's going on in our world. We, hey, we need to look at some of these things. But, man, are you reflecting on this stuff that Paul's talking about, this good stuff here? An attitude of gratitude is expressed when we choose to do that. And he's... Honest with it here, right? It's number one, how we do that is a commitment to think on heavenly things. And so asking ourselves this question, hey, what, what are we thinking on? What are we meditating on? This life, this stuff that Paul's talking about, man, hey, th- this is this is of heaven. It's of heaven. I know it's easy to reflect on the stuff, man, hey, you know, the struggles with the world, the issues that, that are going on in our world. Hey, that's it's easy to reflect on that. But, but remember this. This is in our home. <laughs> this is in our home, man. Hey, we're, hey, we're, hey, we're going to a place, say, far greater than this one day if we're in Christ. So the call for us is to reflect on, man. Heavenly things. I love this quote here. So it, uh, the uh, theologian that wrote this says, Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a character. Sow a character, reap a destiny. Man, starts with this commitment, man, to think on heavenly things. And so what does that look like in your life? Man? Commitment to think on heavenly things. And then secondly and lastly, it's this, a commitment to walk in holiness. Verse 9 says it here. Paul says, what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul didn't boasting upon himself and how great he was. This is more so, man, about the God that's in him. And how he's trying to live this life that's pleasing to the Lord, man, this sacrificial life. And he's calling for the Philippian church, man, to imitate this life of sacrifice that he's looking to live. And the call for us is to do the same thing. A commitment to walk in holiness. It's not enough just to simply think about the things that are great. Think about the things that are heavenly. Man, the call for us is to then walk in them. 
Again, some of us, man, hey, we're not walking in an attitude of gratitude because we're not committed to walking in holiness, walking in the things that honor God. We're not committed to walking with him. And so we've got to make that decision, man, every single day, die to ourselves. And to walk in holiness. What does that look like in your life? Doesn't just stop at thinking about these things, man. It's a start, but the call for us is to walk in. Yes, we're going to struggle. We're going to trip, you know, get tripped up. But the call for us is to look to pursue a life, man, daily dying to ourselves and walking in. Yeah. That's how we honor the Lord. And an attitude of gratitude is expressed in and the commitment to the good stuff. What does that look like in your life? What does that look like in your life? I'll close with this. A uh, couple things. One, I, every time I go back home, you know, the times going back home are, are less and less frequent just because, you know, business of life. But I found myself every time I go back home, uh, the more appreciative I am of, in particular, my mom and, you know, just that season of life when I was uh, a kid. Um, and so every time I go back home, I, I want to show my appreciation in some way, you know. A lot of times here lately, uh, Brother Cliff, Brother RJ, it's, you know, my sisters are having car issues, so they're asking for my help on it. Now, again, I don't know the two things about car stuff, but I can watch a YouTube video and figure it out one way or another. But I want to show my appreciation in helping in that way, whether it's washing dishes, you know, whether it's cleaning up the house, whatever it looks like, man, because, man, of my gratitude for my mom, you know, I, I want to, man, look to, uh, man, please her by serving her, right? And that's the point of this walking in holiness. We can't say that we're grateful for the Lord and what he's done for our life if we're not committed to living for him. Simply say it, but, but, it's, but it's disingenuous. And so the call for us is to walk in. Holiness. I read a story about two friends that ended up having a conversation with one another, and uh, one was despondent uh, whenever he had the conversation, whenever they started the conversation. And the other friend asked him, What's going on? He said, Man, I just found out that my distant cousin, man, I had a distant cousin, he passed away, man, and you know, and I'm I'm inheriting inheriting thirty thousand dollars. And the dude's like, man, I'm sorry about the loss, but man, that's seems like a pretty good thing, man. Thirty grand, that's pretty big. He's like, man, it's crazy. I found out, man, two weeks ago that my grandmother died, and you know, she's leaving leaving me with a quarter of a million dollars to be inherited. And the friend was like, then, dude, again, I understand that you are sad about losing a loved one but but why are you despondent right now man that that seems to be you know fairly good news that inheriting this money and what he said was this well man the bad news is this week i'm inheriting nothing i hadn't gotten anything if we're not careful (laughs) we can find ourselves like that guy Overlook all the blessings and all the great things that God has given us, provided for us in our life. By keeping our eyes on the stuff that we may not have. 
we can find ourselves, man, thinking because God is because I've done this stuff for God or because God has given me these things. Man, that I'm entitled to such and such and leaves you in a state of being ungrateful. Can I be honest with you today? I love you. I'm just going to be honest with you. Jesus doesn't know us anything. The Lord doesn't know us nothing. Matter of fact, those of us who are in Christ, we owe him our life. And so we ought to have this deep. I'm talking about, man, deep in the bones, this deep, man, appreciation and gratitude for who he is and what he's done, no matter what season of life that we're in. Man, and learn, man, to focus on, man, all the great things he has done for us. And by the way, we'll continue to do all the blessings that he has given us. And even though they don't feel like blessings at the proper time. Hey, can I just be honest with you, man? My hope and prayer is that we'd be a people that walk in an attitude of gratitude. Hey, those of you in here who teach, man, you, you go to school on Monday. I know we got teachers in both services. You go to school on Monday. Man, with an attitude of gratitude, thankful for the job that you have, man, that the Lord gave you. Hey, those of you, man, who who are parents, man, as you end this day and start the work week, man, you'd walk with an attitude of gratitude and appreciation for, man, the gifts, those blessings of kids, man. The Bible says children are a gift from the Lord. It's blessings that you've been given in here. And all of us, man, would choose to wake up and be grateful for the breath that we have in our lungs that was given to him given by him. May we choose to be a people that walk in an attitude of gratitude in this day.